This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my YouTube channel. Free yoga is how I got started on my incredible yoga journey, and I want to bring you the same practices and principles that inspired me to begin my practice. On my channel, you'll find workouts and fitness videos, yoga flows, meditations, wellness vlogs, and more. You can click the link in my bio to subscribe to my channel and support me and free online yoga. Welcome to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell Gordon. Can you believe we are in 2023? I think that is so absolutely wild. And this is season five of Balance Your Life, which is somehow even more wild to me. I had no idea where this podcast was going to take off when I first started it. And I forgot to mention that in last week's podcast episode because I was just so excited to announce that Brad and I are expecting our first baby. So a lot of things happening in 2023. (laughs) If you are looking to up-level your health and wellness, this podcast episode is for you. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Melissa Karabeolu. Melissa is a USA registered dietitian as well as a certified dietitian nutritionalist by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietics. She is also the nutrition and wellness expert at Vivo. Melissa is passionate about spreading wellness and accessibility to features that help connect users to their bodies. One of the main goals at Vivo is to help increase accessibility and knowledge of the interconnectedness between our bodies, lifestyle, and diet. On this episode, we talk about vitamin C, magnesium, sodium, oxidative stress, calcium, alkalinity, hydration, ketones, and protein, and the roles they play in our bodies and health. We also discuss Vivo, the benefits of this app and product, and how we can use it as a biohacking tool to uplevel our health and wellness, and so much more. You guys may have recently seen before the holidays, I showcased on my Instagram stories my results from using the Vivo app. It's literally like it's an app you download and then you get these pee strips and you pee on them and it gives you a score in all of these minerals and nutrition like the vitamin C, magnesium and everything that we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode. It tells you your score in it. If you're really low in it, it tells you how you can increase it. It is a really amazing app and it's a really amazing product and I just think it's so cool that we're able to do these things from the comfort of our home. So you're not going to the doctor's office, you're getting blood work, you're waiting weeks sometimes for results. You get everything in a matter of minutes with this app. So it's a very cool app. I was so excited to have Melissa on the podcast to learn more about it and to really dive into why this is such an incredible thing for us to know when it comes to our health and wellness. So Vivo has generously offered you a discount code, which Melissa shares near the end of the podcast. So you have to listen through for that. 
but I will also make sure that it is linked in the show notes. So really capitalize on it. Like I said, I really like this device. I think it's incredible. I do have some myself and I want to help you get some and get a discount for doing it. So make sure you check that out in the show notes or listen right through to the end of the podcast episode to grab that discount code. As always, please keep in mind this episode is not meant to act as medical advice. You are encouraged to always be your own advocate and to do your own research. I've used red light for years and love it. It's also one of those buzzwords I'm sure you've been hearing a lot of lately and for good reason. I have both the Kala Red Light Mini and the Kala Therapy Light. I use the therapy lamp during my workouts and yoga flows. It's multitasking at its finest. I set it up in front of my yoga mat and exercise, all while getting the incredible benefits of the therapy lamp. I use the red light in the morning during my breath work and meditation, even while pregnant. It helps with hair growth, skin health, better sleep, cognitive function, combating anxiety and depression, reducing inflammation, boosting energy, and increasing your libido. I also found out while pregnant, it can help with milk production and reducing the appearance of stretch marks, so I'm all about that. Right now, Cala Red Light is giving all Balance Your Life podcast listeners 10% off site-wide when you use code BALANCEBYMEGAN at checkout. That's 10% off site-wide when you use the code BALANCE by Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, at checkout. Enjoy! Welcome to the show, Melissa. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you. It's really really great to be here, Megan. Thank you. I would love if you could give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining me from today. Sure. So I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I'm also a certified dietitian nutritionist by New York State. I am actually currently joining you from Istanbul, Turkey. That's because I was born in New York. My mother is American, but my father is Turkish. So I've basically been my whole life traveling between different areas of the world. And right now I'm currently located in Turkey. And I'm a dietitian, but I mainly focus on holistic nutrition and also integrative nutrition. So really trying to improve health for individuals. I have my own private practice called Smile with Melissa. I realized um, throughout my undergraduate and graduate studies that being healthy was the key to happiness for many of my clients. So I've, uh, I'm the creator of the happiness diet. I'm writing a book on that. And I also work uh, with Vivo, uh, which I know that's why we're here today to talk about that. And it's a biohacking tool where we learn to use wearable devices to improve your nutrition status. I love everything that you're doing. And I, I really want to dive into the holistic nutrition side of things. But I'm curious what led you on this path? Have you always been super into the holistic side of things, nutrition? Did you fall into this somehow? Like what led you down this path? That's a great question. So I actually was initially studying uh, cognitive and neuroscience when I was doing my undergraduate at Johns Hopkins. And I was doing research on children with behavioral management issues such as ADHD or aggressive, you know, any kind of un 
unwanted behavior in in school children, parents were sending them to the Kennedy Krieger Institute. And in the research I was doing, looking at the children's intake forms, I noticed a common uh, part, which was their diet. They were having a lot of candy and processed foods in their diet. And I then did further research and realized that a lot of the candy not only has a lot of sugar, which is addictive, but also contains a lot of food and artificial dyes. So that kind of just began my whole research onto food and nutrition and realizing how little, unfortunately, teach people how to improve their lives naturally without drugs. It's such an interesting topic. And I I feel like we're getting more into understanding kind of more the nutrition side of things and the role it plays. But like, I always remember growing up, it was like super black and white. It was like candy and sugar is bad. Vegetables yeah. and fruit are good. But there was no like, that was it. That was like the baseline. And it was always like, you know, on special occasions, we would have like a birthday cake or anything. But as I'm getting older and stuff, you start to appreciate that there's more to it than fruits and veggies are good. It's like, well, what about the minerals that play a part in this? What about the fact that we're so low in magnesium? Like, how do we get that into our diet? And I think it's something that it's just I think just a lot of the population really, really doesn't know about it. And it, it breaks my heart. I think when I see people in like grocery stores and they have processed food and you're like, is it a budget thing? Or are you just really naive about what this does on a cellular level to your body? Cause it's so not good for you. And you almost want to run over and be like, excuse me, can I interest you in something that's a little bit more from the produce side of things? But I think people just don't know the level of what it does to them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I think what you're saying really, you know, it hits, it hits me close to heart because actually when I was doing my graduate studies, I also was working with the Department of Health as a nutritionist in public health. That's kind of where my passion was. And when I lived in um, lower economic developing countries, such as Turkey, processed food was more expensive. So uh, families with lower incomes would always cook everything from scratch. They would have huge, you know, stews of, let's say, cabbage and potatoes, et cetera, and lentils and meat and sugar was a, you know, luxury. And then when I was in America, I realized just what you were saying, that on the other hand, the higher your income uh, was, the more you not only knew, like you said, maybe it is naivete, naivete, or maybe it actually is that they just don't have the time because they are, you know, both parents are working. They might not have an appropriate kitchen. They might be sharing houses, the house with someone else. It's just, uh, it's it's really a sad um situation when you see that, when you witness that, because that individual is essentially creating problems for later. You know, I always say that whatever you eat, it's either treating or fueling a disease. No, I know. I I couldn't agree more with you. And I would love to tie this in to the Vivo app because I know that you work with the brand. And before we hit record, we were talking about taking more of the holistic approach of things. And this was something that was like, eh, is it really going to do it? Do I really want to engage in this? We were talking about more of the holistic approach of things and, you know, was the Vivo app something that, you know, you really wanted to dabble into. And when I took it before we did this call, I was like, wow, this really is so helpful 
in the grand scheme of things in the holistic almost sense because you get these scores that and maybe we can talk a little bit about them but you know if you're low in like hydration or something that is something critical that you need to know because that plays such a huge huge role in our bodies and our minds and our ability to you know work and live and have conversations and stuff so what made you get on board with this company maybe you can talk a little bit about vivo it the brand itself the mission and why it's so important that maybe we try these at home tests that's a great question so i i I agree with you it's really critical things like hydration right It, it makes a it really can make a huge difference in your health and i've always been someone very conscious of what i buy who I even associate with, and especially where I work, I only try and, you know, buy from small stores or family owned, preferably from, you know, owned by minority populations or females. And I do the same thing with when I work, I always try and work for a good cause, or I always try and work for something that I actually believe in, um, as, you know, corny as that sounds, <laughs> um, but um, non-GMO corny, of course. Um, so I, when I was looking at Vivo, I realized how I myself had no idea about this because I was always more radiation or I'm not going to do this. And then when I found Vivo, I was like, oh my God, this is a completely, uh, a complete biohacking tool that I would totally love to use even as a holistic dietitian. And um I just fell in love with it because it was very light to use. It was super easy. It made a huge difference in my health. And, you know, unfortunately, as a dietitian, everyone thinks we're perfect. We're, we're definitely not perfect in our, in anything, of course, no one is perfect, but in our nutrition and lifestyle choices. And when I was realizing how the only tools I really had to look inside of my body were, you know, meditation, of course, but science wise, I could only just really get a blood lab test uh, drawn like once a year, right? Where you go to a doctor and you request, please, can I see my, my ferritin or, you know, I'm plant-based. I always check that once a year, my iron stores, and I want to see my magnesium. I'm also very athletic. And then I was realizing how uh, also, I remember I was also listening to one of your podcasts, Megan, you were talking about the healthcare system and about how, you know, not everything is really affordable or accessible to everyone because, Yes, Canada has a great healthcare system in the sense that more is provided, but not everything. And um, when I realized that this was a way to make healthcare more accessible and affordable to an individual, I fell in love with it. The CEO and, and co-founder actually, um, they're they're uh, it's a she's a woman, and she was looking for a way to help improve the lives of individuals from the comfort of their own home uh, with the 21st century and how to make it more affordable and accessible. So, you know, I, I fell really in love to it. And now I'm I'm super excited. So uh, to share my passion and interest in this app. Yeah, no, it's an incredible app. And I think one of the things that, I guess because I'm from Canada, you know, people are like, oh, you get free healthcare. It's like not, yeah. these blood really. tests and stuff <laughs> is like, I mean, if you can find a medical doctor, I'm sure they're out there that will run it. They will, but it's not standardized and they certainly don't look at some of the more micro, I I say micro things in the grand scheme of things, even though they play a huge role in our health. But I don't know if I could get a doctor or a medical doctor to run some of these 
test with what Vivo does and looks at the levels. So I would love to talk about Vivo looks at your vitamin C, magnesium, your sodium levels, your protein, your oxidative stress, calcium, pH, hydration, and ketones. Why is it so important that we know our levels for each of these and what role does it play in our body? Yeah, they're all very important. But just to start, for example, vitamin C, you know, we've heard a lot about vitamin C because of, uh, you know, the epidemic and vitamin C is associated with improving your immune system. But that's really because vitamin C is an antioxidant. And, you know, nature has wonderfully provided it in many, many different fruits and vegetables. And what we really do encourage at Vivo is, yes, we do say that individuals should supplement, especially because our soil is, you know, deficient due to, you know, genetic modification and just agriculture and supplements are optional and recommended for for individuals. However, diet first. So if you can get it from your diet and vitamin C in that case, is just abundant, right? Most foods uh, do, most fruits and vegetables do have vitamin C. uh, And that's because it plays such a key role. You know, as a woman, you would need around um, 75 grams, uh, milligrams, excuse me, of vitamin C a day. If you're a man listening, you, you would need 90 milligrams. And if you're pregnant, you would need more like around 120 milligrams. If you are smoking, you would also need more. And why? That's because smoking causes free radicals in our body, right? And and vitamin C is an antioxidant. So it works to neutralize those free radicals. So you need to consume more. So vitamin C is just wonderful at helping your body constantly uh, improve any of the, like I said, free radicals and possible, you know, cancers growth in your body. It's also great at improving your immune system. Therefore, it's also wonderful for just helping your skin turnover. You hear a lot about it when you're looking in the cosmetic um, section of, you know, stores. I always say like when I make my hot lemon water, I take a little bit of the lemon juice and I put it on my skin um, just to kind of boost my own uh, skin cell turnover. And that's why it's also necessary for collagen synthesis and it's one of those vitamins that it's, it's water soluble, right? So it doesn't, it's not stored in our body. So you really do have to test it every day. And with Vivo test strips, you can take a test as many times as you want a day, but we usually say take it once a day and uh, you can check what your vitamin C is like every day. And then you can really see if number one, your body is absorbing what you're eating, like from the, you know, peppers, fruits, vegetables, or even if the supplements you're taking are getting absorbed, it's a value that can really value, uh, vary from individual to individual. Um, were you able to look at your vitamin C score by any chance? Megan? Yeah, That's you would too, be too you personal be, to ask. No, no, you'd be so proud. I So my overall <laughs> wellness score was 8.6. And I was like, great. Yay, we're doing good things. And my vitamin <laughs> C level was, let me just double check that. It was 10 out of 10. Yay, that's awesome. So <laughs> yeah. that, that means that you're fueling your body constantly with fruits and vitamins and you're getting enough vitamin C storage. So so with these urine tests, this is a it's a urine test, right? So just for our listeners, you take the strip, you quickly urinate on it for just three seconds, right? I think everyone has enough, you know, urine to go for three seconds. And then afterwards you wait a minute and a half. Or you can be like me, a multitasker and go brush your teeth and do other stuff. And then you come back. And then if you scan it on your phone, it immediately shows you your results for that day because it's showing what your kidneys are essentially excreting. 
you know, that's what how it's different than, for example, a blood lab test. So that means that today and yesterday you had enough vitamin C in your diet. It was a very easy, user-friendly test. Uh, besides like the app itself, literally it will walk you through everything. The instructions were super clear. It's like four or five steps. It's very like, it, it's not a complicating thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, you get to do it right at home. And I like, it's super quick and easy. You're not bundling up to go to a doctor to wait in the waiting room to have your blood taken and then coming home it's like you just if you're using the bathroom you might as well take the test <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's great yeah I, I keep mine in my bathroom so it's just easy like that and I always tell individuals like I, I travel with them too and you know hydration is the next parameter you were saying how important it is whenever I travel, um, I'm always dehydrated. And, and I'm always like, let me see how it's going to work now, you know, because you know, when you're on a plane, uh, it's it's hard enough, especially if you're not sitting in an aisle seat, if you have to go to the restroom a lot, it can be frustrating for other passengers and the bathrooms are small. So I feel like everyone tends to drink less water on planes. But actually, when we're on planes, because of increased altitude, we need to drink more water because it's very dehydrating for our body. So for instance, although I always drink a lot of water and I'm pretty good with hydration, when I travel, I'm dehydrated. So I always carry my strips with me um, when I'm traveling. I check out my hydration. I see if I you know, drink some water before and after the flight. And I'm, I'm starting to get it up higher and higher to 8 out of 10 now. But let's see what happens on my next flight. <laughs> I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. When I travel... I am that person. I don't care if you're, if I'm in the middle or window seat. I'm like, I need to use the bathroom every like 20 minutes. Cause I, I am psycho about my water. Like I consume a lot of it. Yay. I got, I got 10 out of 10. I was very happy about that. Yeah. But I feel like people awesome. don't realize like it's not even the fact like, Oh, you didn't have enough water today. Like it's if your cells aren't getting that hydration and that water, they, literally can't leach minerals and stuff like it's like trying to fill a sponge that is so de like that's probably not a great picture to paint but it's like when they're so dehydrated they they can't absorb minerals and nutrients from the yes. food and the water you're consuming so they just flush right through you yes yes that, I, that's so well said i mean our, our, I think we, we forget that as humans, we are not, you know, 70% coffee or 70% whatever drink you prefer. We're 70% water. And actually, when we are first born, we're, you know, up to 80, sometimes almost 85%, right? Water, our brains are 60 to 80% water. Our body is made out of water. And when we are not hydrated, our bodies really cannot function you know, a lot of processes, all processes, actually metabolism and DNA synthesis, all of them, they can't function without, without enough hydration. So it's really crucial. So anyone listening to this podcast, you know, one of the simplest uh, steps, and sometimes it can be the most challenging is just to get in the habit of drinking water and not thinking that is, you know, a hassle or a chore. And, you know, I actually work on that a lot in my own private practice, because I do I work on digestion, and a lot of individuals may be afraid of using public bathrooms. So they refrain on drinking water and also eating food that might make them use the restroom. 
So it's really important. It's it's really your health that's online. So you really need to monitor your hydration levels. What would be kind of the next important thing to look at? Oh, when it comes to, yeah. Yeah. I think right now, like uh, one that's been really, you know, hot for a lot of individuals is oxidative stress. And I love that because we look at inflammation and, you know, I, I, I always say it's inflammaging, you know, like, you know, our, when we do age and, and we secrete AGEs and, and oxidation, it's really cause of inflammation. So when we look at oxidative stress in an individual, it can really depend on their lifestyle. It's also a lot of it can be your emotions, right? If you're constantly stressing and uh, in one of your podcast episodes, Megan, you were talking about individuals who are constantly calorie counting and really stressing their bodies out and that's another form of stress, right? If you're stressed about work, if you are exposing your body to toxins like, you know, cigarettes or alcohol, and if you are also eating a lot of processed food, you are causing inflammation to your body, which means that your body is constantly in a fight or flight state. And also it's really hard for your body to heal all of its organs. And when we're sleeping, which you also mentioned in one of your podcasts, it's really important for our bodies to heal. You know, our, that's why we sleep. Our body needs to heal. And when we are and having constant inflammation, it's really hard for our cell tissues to repair. So I say that inflammation, pushing and pushing and doing the best. And, you know, if you grew up like myself, I always saw my parents working very hard and doing most. So sometimes it's very hard for me to just sit down and relax. And then I have to remind myself about, the constant go, go, go is really not good for not only my adrenals, um, which is, you know, how our bodies uh, store for epinephrine and stress hormones, but also it's not really good for my inflammation. So I always recommend individuals to check out their oxidative stress, which can vary from day to day. And and did you check out yours by any chance, Megan? Mine was a 10 out of 10. I was Yay! very proud. <laughs> um, That's excellent. If someone has a low score for that, though, is there, are you suggesting like nutrition to to change or is it more managing your stress? Like you have to start meditating or doing some yoga or some breath work. Like you have to figure out how to get your stress levels down. Like if someone scored low, what would be the next step for that? That's a great question. I really think that, you know, with a holistic approach, and I know that you also do that in your own practice, it's really dependent on the individual. What's awesome with Vivo is that we have, you know, a lot of health professionals on board that give you individualized advice. So we'll say, you know, your, your oxidative stress score is low. We recommend XYZ and we do actually list meditation, which is completely free and should everyone should try. Um, it's really important to silence our minds and really also hear our inner voice. Um, we don't listen to it enough. And second, we would also recommend nutrition. So like I said, there's a lot of lifestyle choices through diet that can lead to inflammation. Um, sometimes consuming a lot of nitrates um, can also, or, you know, any kind of smoked or processed foods um, can also increase along with process, just processed food in general. So it would be both actually. And, but that's, you know, speaking of processed foods, we always also, another popular, you know, parameter uh, would be pH. So I think we hear about pH a lot and, uh, you know, we hear about it when we're actually looking for water. So I feel like when I'm in America and I go to a supermarket or, or a health food store, it's even better. I don't know if it's like this with you too, but 
I go into the aisle and I'm like, oh my God, like there are so many different types of water. Like, you know, before there was like cherry water and lemon flavored water, but now it's like alkaline water and electrolyte water and this and that. And I'm like, people must get so confused and they must think, what should I do? Which is better for best for my body. So, you know, if you want, I can explain how, what, what alkalinity actually means and why it's so, so important for our our organs. Yeah. I would actually love that. Cause I think when people see pH, it kind of like, they're like, I don't know what that means as part, as far as my health. Oh, I mean, I think the reason why it's confusing is just because the concept can be a little bit. So our pH is just looking at if something is acetic or basic. And, you know, I always say something very acetic would be something like lemon or vinegar and something very basic would be something like baking soda, right? Um, and our, our body's internal pH likes to be around 7.3, 7.4. And uh, when you are looking at water, usually it will say like neutral pH or it will say 7.3 if you look at the bottom of like, you know, the tab where it says this has minerals and pH of normal tap water. And that's just because we want to consume food items that are harmonious to our body. Uh, However, it gets confusing here is that, uh, you know, we say this is an acetic food, don't eat this. But then we say lemons are acetic or, you know, lemons have an acetic taste and the individuals think, wait, should I not consume lemons? Is that making my body acetic? it's super confusing. So just to break it down, because, you know, pH is on a logarithmic scale. So if you were to think of the the top would be 14 and the bottom would be zero in between a seven, right? And our, our pH is in, in right there, seven, 7.35. So seven. And when you're having something like a lemon or a green apple or any kind of really fruit and vegetable, because it is acetic, it's making your body try and neutralize your internal pH by secreting alkaline byproducts. And these alkaline byproducts therefore make your internal environment, like you know, inside what's happening, more alkaline. And that's really good for your health, according to research, because research shows that when your internal environment is a more alkaline pH, it's harder for infectious diseases, cancer, or cell growth to happen, many, many states. In fact, research shows that when you have an, an acetic internal environment, it can actually be, um, you know, a way for disease to start. And there's various research articles. You know, I always say I, I recommend PubMed Scholar. You can go on Google Scholar and just look at what an alkaline diet does to your body. And, you know, so we say fruits and vegetables make your diet more alkaline make your internal environment more alkaline so then you might be like okay so what would make my red meat um also chicken and fish but to a lesser extent red meat dairy eggs and also processed food would really make your body more acetic and that's just if you think about it it's really hard for your body to digest those foods so you would have to secrete a lot of hydrochloric acid a lot of um you know, digestion neutralizing enzymes, and therefore it would make our body more acetic internally. And it also is hard to digest those foods. So not only are they creating, you know, it's harder for your body to digest, but they would be staying in your body for a longer amount of time because they take so much longer to exit out of your intestines. So although, you know, I am plant-based, but I also believe in a balanced diet. So if you do consume meat, which is totally fine, I do believe that it's, it's better to have it in smaller amounts and 
you know, when I travel to different cultures around the world, I always see how it's like, you know, in in the West, we kind of have meat as like the part of like most part of the biggest proportion of it's like the meal right it's like some meat with potatoes or something but in when you go to asia or even parts of like europe you know you have a balanced plate and then your body naturally protects each other right because the acetic the, the alkaline fruits and vegetables help to balance out the acetic nature of the meat so your body is always harmonized and protected so we really recommend ph um, also, if you are a big coffee drinker, that can also actually make your body more acetic. And um, speaking of coffee, our next uh, parameter would be salinity. So we always, uh, when we hear salinity, we think, what does that mean? Um, you might hear a, a saline solution. Maybe if you wear contact lenses, sometimes they say saline solutions for your eyes and stuff. But saline, salinity just means how much salt there is. So in this glass of water, if I were to put salt crystals, it would become a saline liquid and our body actually you know when you cry you can kind of taste it if you've ever done that by accident if you've ever swallowed your tears they're salty so yeah our fluid does have electrolytes in it and our major electrolytes um are actually and minerals are salt and uh you know magnesium and calcium and other minerals as well but salt is just one of those minerals which we are it's vilified you know the way saturated fat was back in the day uh, especially in the 90s, it was like saturated fat was bad. And then it turned out saturated fat is actually not that bad for us. Um, well, it's the same thing with salt. Does completely depend from individual to individual. But, you know, salinity is actually really important finding for a lot of uh, our test users. And uh, did you have a chance to actually check out your sodium levels? Yeah, I was going to say, is that the sodium level? So here's where I was yeah. not good. I got a four out of 10. And I almost was immediately like, I ironically, I went and saw a naturopathic doctor yesterday and um, I was like, I feel like my electrolytes are off. Would that be part of the sodium would be like, because I almost felt like I'm like, I do consume a lot of water, but lately, like these last few days, I feel like I can't quite catch my thirst if that makes sense okay and she was immediately like i think your electrolytes might be low would that be the sodium level like that would be your electrolytes are low okay yeah yeah and and i think it's this is like ph2 it's also kind of confusing right because we think of salt as being something bad so i've always avoided salt as much as possible or when i would go out to dinner i would see people put a lot of salt on their food i'd be like what are they doing but um (laughs) The more and more I worked on salt and I did my own independent research. And then after actually I started working with Bevo, I realized that it really does depend on individual to individual. So for instance, someone like yourself who is, you know, from what I've seen on your your lovely website, you're very physically active. You eat a very healthy diet. You most likely cook most of the food. You might actually need, and you consume quite a bit of fluid, you would actually need to add uh, minerals and electrolytes to your water so that your body would be able to absorb it more. And, and, uh, that would, um, you know, help your thirst quench, which, you know, your kidneys regulate. And when you do have, a, you know, adequate sodium levels, then, um, your kidneys will kind of be like, okay, that's enough. Otherwise you might just be drinking water. Cause you're like, I know it's good for me to drink it, but I'm not very thirsty. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it was, I, I, I think I've been fighting something off the last few days. So that's why I think my levels have been really out of whack. But um, I will even say 
oh god it was so long it was when i was working corporate i totally ironically passed out during cpr training which i'm sure the trainer was like this is an ideal situation for me because i can show everybody what to do uh she was very (laughs) she was very nice about it um but when i went to the doctor they were like your sodium levels are so low that even drinking the water you're you're flushing everything out of your system like it's not you're not hydrating your cells and I all that was same with me. I was like, well, I don't do table salt. I don't add salt to anything because I know it's bad for you. And my doctor was like, you need to start adding salt to your water or to more food. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. You're like salt in my water. Ew. Like, is that seawater? But actually, when you get used to it, actually, it's really, really refreshing. And then when you look at electrolyte water, that's essentially what it is, right? They add electrolytes to your water. And I always say you can totally do the same thing by just adding some fruit to your water or adding salt even better. And if you do exercise when you are sweating, you are sweating water. Exercise where you sweat, you do have to add salt to it. So, um, or you can add salt to your food when you're cooking. Yeah, I, I obviously I need to start doing that. My levels were very low. <laughs> and that happens. That was the same thing for me, right? I never add it. I, I drink a lot of water. I eat lots of fruits and vegetables and I drink, I drink copious amounts of water so that I'm just thinking, why are mine so low? And then we always say at Vivo, it's like, we tend to feel like it's like, oh my God, I got, it's like you get, you're in school, you're like, get four out of 10. Oh my God. It has nothing to do with that. It's actually, we're showing you a clue. You know, it would be weird if we were saying like, you have this many milligrams of sodium. People be like, what does that mean? So we have to do some kind of a score system. And I always say there's no bad score. There's no good score. We're just showing you a clue. Yes. So now, you know, this is a great score because now you're able to see, yes, I actually do need to add salt to my food or to my water. Yeah, it's it's more of an informative and uh you know, along with salt, we also have calcium and magnesium, which are really important, you know, minerals. And uh we always hear about calcium. You know, in America we have the, the food pyramid system and it's like, you know, you have to have dairy, you have to have this and get your calcium. And dairy is a wonderful source of calcium. It's very rich. You can also do greens, you can do lentils, you can do peas, anything really green color, right? It, that's actually shows that it's a, a calcium rich, spinach, broccoli. And uh, when we have adequate amounts of calcium, it's really important because I always say, you know, check out your teeth. It's also reflecting your bones. Our, you know, our bones um, are regulated by calcium. So not only is it made up of calcium, but actually calcium does the whole osteoclast and osteoblast they regulate our bone structure our bones are constantly growing actually which is really they're they're i always say they're like kind of it's almost like you're making a statue they're kind of constantly being sharpened and extending in certain ways so you need to have a constant calcium intake and you can check out your calcium intake with vivo and it's really really important for women um also disclaimer i i want I really believe in the power of uh, physical activity and, you know, you can totally increase your calcium levels, not just by diet, but also by weightlifting. And I'm so, so happy that, you know, society has not only break, uh, brought, trying to break this weight stigma that women, unfortunately, you know, think that, you know, thin equals healthy and stuff. And it's more about your internal makeup. That's why I don't really work on weight loss per se with clients. I work on becoming healthier. But we've also broke, uh, broken that stereotype of that men only do weightlifting. So now I always see more and more women in the gym. And when we're weightlifting, we're also, you know, improving our calcium storage. 
So I, calcium is another really, yeah. I will say that one was very upsetting to me because I scored really low on that. And I do weight lift. I feel like I eat a lot of greens. Obviously, this test is like you don't eat enough greens because um, I got a five out of 10. All my other scores were 10 out of 10. And then my sodium levels were That's low, great. which I was like, oh, I get that. But calcium was five out of 10. And I was like, oh, but I lift weight. What? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I consume greens. Like what gives? And yeah, that one was like, probably like a tear in my eye because a salty tear don't lose that sodium you don't have a lot of it i'm joking <laughs> i know yeah, i yeah. know right <laughs> i it, i think it's really interesting because you, you i mean even if you have a, a ton of greens i think everyone's body completely varies and maybe because you do weight lift your body does need more calcium than the average individual so it might be that, for instance, and calcium is also present, not just in greens, it's present also in a lot of nuts and seeds, like pumpkin seeds are loaded, tahini, you know, and I think we're so focused because we are brought up and, and most of our listeners are brought up in capitalist societies, right? So we look at, um, we look at items like as function, like this is a pen, it writes, you know, this is dairy, I'm drinking it for my calcium. But actually, a lot of um, minerals are spread naturally throughout food in small amounts. And that's when we have a balanced diet. Usually we do get enough, but there are just those days and there are always going to be those days. So don't be hard on yourself where, you know, your calcium might be low one day and you can always play around with Vivo. You can take the test the next day, try and maybe, maybe you're going to make a green smoothie or maybe you're going to have like a tahini in your smoothie with spinach and see what your calcium levels, you know, how they, how they uh, are the next day if you're interested. Yeah, no, it's, I, I do very much like these tests because like you said, they're not like a, you're a bad student. This is a bad score. It's no, okay. Yeah. This is like a learning opportunity or, or a way for you to get even healthier. So I know now yes. I need to increase my calcium and sodium intake, and that's only going to benefit me in the best possible way. Awesome. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's also just reflecting like, you know, I think when you're interested in health, which I can see you're definitely super passionate, I think we, we tend to use our bodies a little bit as guinea pigs, right? We are like, we, you know, we try different diets. Like I've tried everything when I was young. I did like paleo and keto and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you kind of see what works with you. But I think with these tools, like with Vivo, you really get to see really what's working with you. Not just not, not what, not just what's not making you bloated or what's making your skin shine, but actually what's happening internally. Cause we really like, how else are you going to really know about your calcium stores? You know, like, unless you go do the lab test, like I said, once a year, some people do it once every few years. So, so we're really, you know, happy to have this available on the mark, the market. And actually for your listeners today, we have a special discount code, which, uh, you know, I, I hope, um, they take advantage or Vivo purchases when they purchase from our website. No, I, I really hope everybody goes and gets one of these tests. I, I mean, multiple, of course, but even just the one to like test it out, see how you like it. Yeah. I really, I was very surprised at how easy and seamless it was. And the results were, I mean, what is it? It's like 90 seconds, I think, and you get your results. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, super crazy. And I think the more and more individuals are working from home and we're doing a lot of like, I'm a dietitian. I do everything virtually with my clients, right? We're, we're making healthcare really accessible from the comfort of your own home. 
So it's, it's, it's a true luxury in my opinion, you know, that you can at such a cheap price, you can just, you know, completely see your own health in like a few minutes. And you get to see your, like you were saying that your calcium level is like now, you know, and my calcium levels sometimes are also low. And now like, I, I have to mandate that I have my, my dark greens every day. And, um, I, I also really love the magnesium uh, parameter. And I think that's just because we've been hearing a lot about magnesium too for the past like five years, just because in the market, there's like all these supplements now. It's like you have the citrate version, the glycinate version. And I think also with athletes and the, and it's associated with the fitness industry, similar to protein. So I, I really believe that the magnesium is uh, an important parameter too, because for me, my story is funny. I was always supplementing with a lot of magnesium because you know, I'm an athlete and I was like, I need to help my muscles relax in the night. But I didn't realize that I was actually getting more than enough magnesium in my diet because I eat so many, you know, greens and nuts and seeds. And my magnesium was always 10 out of 10. And then I, I removed my magnesium supplement and I saw that my magnesium was still 10 out of 10. So for example, that helped me save money in the long run, right? Now I know that my diet provides more than enough magnesium. Magnesium is one. I actually had an expert come on the podcast and talk about magnesium deficiencies because I think most of us are, if not deficient, yeah. but low in it. And I, yes. I think I got a good score. Like I got 10 out of 10, but I will say Yay. I had literally just taken my magnesium supplement like half an hour before. <laughs> so I think it was That's a little great. bit, <laughs> little yeah. bit of a skew yeah. there, but I was like, yeah, oh, awesome. But yeah, but you know what's awesome? That means that you're actually absorbing your supplement because sometimes we have clients who are saying like, I switched multivitamin brands because like my vitamin C levels, my calcium levels were not changing when I was taking it. And you can always, you know, uh, try taking your supplement, let's say in the afternoon, and then you can take the test in the morning. And we always advise our clients to just, you know, when, when you're trying out the test, to try not to use your first. Well, when we first go to the bathroom, our urine is really concentrated. Um, and we always recommend to do the second or third, or you can do it any time of the day, but just not the first urine, but you could try it. Maybe Megan tomorrow, for instance, you could try it like, you know, whenever you wake up at like nine or 8am and then maybe take your multivitamin or magnesium supplement later on and then see if your diet has enough magnesium, for instance. Perfect. Yeah. That was one of the questions, uh, not using your first urine of the morning makes sense. Cause I mean, we're, I, I feel like the hydration would be at the lowest possible but to take it throughout different types of the day because maybe uh, in the afternoon you're a little low in something but come the end of the day you've had dinner that included something and it boosted your calcium or something so to constantly have like maybe different times of the day I think would be helpful yes yes it, it, it's really interesting because it gets kind of sometimes you can think like, if I'm taking it in the morning is it showing what I had for dinner if I, am I taking it in the afternoon? Is it showing what I'm having for breakfast? And it's actually, yes, it's real-time data, and it's really within the past 24 hours. So it's an overall, but what you just had before really does affect, and it makes you realize the power of what you eat, right? Like if you make a raw cacao smoothie, like cacao is really rich in magnesium, right? With Along with, especially if it's raw, especially along with nuts and seeds and whole grains, and if you, you know, you're eating a meal that's really magnesium, calcium rich, you can then literally <laughs> wait like 
usually we say about two hours, you know, if it's plant food, sometimes it's longer, if it's, it's uh, meat, and da- meat and dairy, but you can use the restroom after and be like, wow, my body is actually absorbing it. It made a difference in my levels. I know, I know the community is right now it's, there's a large female based community and they're at the age of being pregnant or having babies. Would someone who is pregnant, like would, would their results be skewed at all because of all the hormones or would they still have an accurate test? That's a great, great, great question. Because I think, um, I was actually talking about this on another podcast with, um, a doctor and I was saying how men's hormones are based on the sun, right? It's a circadian rhythm. It's 24 hours, same every day, 365, right? Their cortisol are certain in the morning, but as women, our hormones change so much every week, actually, and we're based on the moon. Um, and when we're pregnant, our hormones are really, really changing. So not only can your results change when you're pregnant, your results can also change when you are, you know, a female on their normal cycle. So if you do have a regular cycle, you'll notice maybe like in your follicular phase or when you're ovulating, you're going to have different right before they menstruate where you have your PMS you know, you don't have to have cramps. You can have a diet that's balanced and alleviate your cramps, but you can also consume adequate magnesium. So you might know that, notice that you're, you're lower on magnesium when you're taking your vivo test right before your period. And that's because your body actually needs more magnesium. When you're pregnant, because you have so many different hormones, like you have your estrogen, your progesterone, your, your follicular stimulating hormone, you know, and you have a lot, especially when you're lactating, you are going to have different results. You're going to require more calcium. Just like when we're, when you're pregnant, you know, um, just if you were a heavier body weight, you would need, need more nutrients in your diet. Same thing when you're pregnant, you are carrying another individual and you are usually holding on to more water. So we would always recommend for you to increase your salt and water intake. We would also recommend for, and so your results might change for hydration also for magnesium, for calcium, right? Because you're going to be creating a lot of milk production. So you'll be using prolactin. And also when you are trying to conceive, it's really important that you balance all your um, parameters. So for instance, when you're trying to conceive, right? Right now, IVF and fertility is also like a hot topic, right? And you need to have adequate hydration. Like the way your mucus is when you're, excuse me, spitting in the sink or the way your mucus is um, from your cervix, it has to be moist, right? It has to, so, and you need to have a really good hydration status. Also, you have to have a good vitamin C intake, magnesium, calcium, pretty much all parameters are important, but we would always recommend to, you know, check your tests every day and also compare them, but they might change trimester to trimester. Yeah. I never thought of even the, like the menstrual cycle definitely contributing to that makes so much sense. It definitely, yeah, I can completely see that that could, uh, your magnesium could be lower at that time and, and maybe in your follicular or your ovulating, if you're eating a well-balanced diet, like everything's kind of peaked because body's feeling good and stuff. What are some other Besides using the Vivo app, which is amazing, what are some other wellness routines or rituals that you do in your life that really feel help you move the needle forward in your health and wellness? 
Okay, cool. That's a, that's a great question. So I was very into Ayurveda about five or 10 years ago, because I'm always been very interested in cultures. And like I was saying last night, when I, when I travel all around the world, I love to, of course, I like to shop and stuff, but I love to talk with, you know, older individuals and really learn from them food customs or health practices. And I've always been very interested in India. I, I always try something and I see what works really well with my constitution and what I believe in. So I, I love tongue scraping. Um, I do that every morning uh, just because I want to see what my diet's like. I want to see if I had too much sugar the day before or, you know, if my mucus is production is high just because of, you know, it is uh, that season right now. I also love oil pulling. I do a lot of uh, dry brushing and self-massage. I I think that really helps me reconnect with my body. I I believe that as women, unfortunately, we're we're brought up to really um we're brought up in a in a, as as sexualized individuals, so we kind of see our body as this as created for men, right? We we wear outfits or we wear makeup for men, etc. And I I really believe in reconnecting with your own body as a as a woman and self massage. It's called abhyanga in Ayurveda, so it's just you know, taking a little bit of oil, it can be sesame seed oil, or I love olive oil, probably because I'm half Turkish or I'm biased. And I just use that and I'll just massage really quickly in the morning after dry brushing, just to kind of wake up my body. And it's also just kind of, it's kind of like yoga, it's connecting my, my mind, body and spirit and under, understand like, okay, these are my arms. And you know, I'm really grateful for them. So I do a lot of gratitude. Um, I try and be grateful for anything and everything I have. I've, I've realized that you know, just like I do a lot of um, practices to increase my happiness and my client's happiness. I realized that happiness really doesn't, it doesn't matter whatever you have, you know, it's, it really doesn't matter like how much water you have in this cup. It's really, really how grateful for you, you are and able to sip the cup, you know, like how, how, how you look at the glass half full, et cetera. Um, So I do a lot of gratitude. I love exercising um, and I was always an athlete. I love water. I believe uh, water, it's, you know, really great for feminine energy. So I love to either swim or do some kind of social activity as exercise, like walking with a girlfriend, calling my mother when I walk or going to a dance class. So I'll try and always exercise in addition to all these practices. And I really believe in the power of socializing and connecting with other uh, people that I love. So I'm very into vibrational energy. So I try and only consume food products that I like, like I would, you know, if I were to see an apple on a tree, I would get excited and want to eat it, right? Same thing with lettuce, same thing with walnuts, et cetera. So I try and only consume food items that would make me really excited if I was wild in nature. And just because I want to make sure it's um, feeding my constitution and my soul. So um, those are some of my practices and I'm always evolving because I really believe in having an open mindset and having no judgment for your years where I don't exercise. And I just have learned to kind of let it be and accept. So those are some of my health practices. I love what you do so much. I think it's, (laughs) we live in a world where it, it, the health and wellness field for some reason can be so overwhelming or you see the latest gadgets and you're like well I have to do this like I even remember hearing somebody talk about um like a pod that they meditate in which is like it 
right up my alley. It sounds very cool. But at the same time, I think somebody who's just starting out would think, well, if I don't have this pod, I can't meditate. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, bring it back to it. I think everything in the bottom line is very basic, right? Get outside, touch some trees, feel grass beneath you, feel the sand beneath you, eat foods that are natural. And the science stuff, like Red Light or the Vivo app, like these are all great additives, but we don't have to overcomplicate everything which sometimes yeah this this field can feel like totally I think it's very overwhelming and I think it's because in in essence we are still consumers but we're also producers right like we we're consuming food we're consuming television we're consuming products but we're also able to produce our life and you know manifest and I love that you're into human design and and really we're able to create and when you can create the life you love I do love, for, I really, really wholeheartedly love Vivo because it taught me a lot. It taught me that I was low on salt. I was dehydrated, bunches and bunches of things that I've changed with my health and also taught me the importance of sleep because my oxidative stress was through the roof. But I really do believe that essentially it comes down to you. And it's true, like most of the things in life that are really amazing are free, right? Love, nature, getting fresh air. But it's usually that we don't have enough time Either we're working really hard, like you said, when you're working in corporate or, or we're, we're just really, we don't think that we are important enough. And I just want everyone who's listening to know that you are important enough to take care of your health, because in the end of the day, it's kind of the only thing you have. When you lose your health, you really only know the value of it then. And I hope that no one has to experience that, but it's really, it's free and it's easy to actually take care of your health. You just need to really follow basic principles. Like you were mentioning, Megan, go outside, get fresh air, have a balanced diet. And I feel very humbled by my role as a dietitian because so many individuals, like you said, they really just don't know what to do. So using Vivo is great to tap into it. Um, Consulting a dietitian or, you know, even consulting if you can't, here, right? These adults really need attention. We all need attention and interaction and they will teach you what to do. So it's a lot of, there are tons of tools that are accessible. I feel like I could talk to you all day about these things (laughs) Uh, because it's just, it's my favorite topic and I love the approach you take. Like, I know you're not big into the diet culture and I think that's so huge because I don't feel like there's a one size fits all for everybody. I think sometimes people just need to know, like, you hear this idea of like, eat colors of the rainbow, but some people are like, I don't even know what that means. Like to have somebody like you in their corner who are like, hey, why don't you try some broccoli, some red onion? So like, to be kind of given like a, a roadmap to trying things out but not making it so rigid like well you have to eat this way this is the only way to eat yes 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 there's there's no rules right everyone's body is so different and I think the you know the more and more you listen to your body and you hear those small little signals that's giving you like hey you're bloated after this meal or hey you're itching or listen to those please it's not you know don't like shove it down with a cup of coffee and like, you know, have some sweets and just get on with your day. Like listen to your body because it's like, once it's giving you those symptoms and signals, it's really 
telling you cues and it can help you in the long run. And when you, when you have someone like, you know, a dietitian that's telling you to listen to your body and all of a sudden you listen to it, you realize, oh, I actually don't need to do, um, you know, I don't need to do a food allergy test. I realize that I actually, I really just am bloated after I eat, for example, dairy or grains, which is sad, right? Cause I love them both, but, um, you might learn those, you know, those small little tweaks. So I I heard in one of your podcasts, you were talking about dairy and you said that you love it. And I also, I really love dairy too, because I was always vegetarian. I consumed a ton of milk my whole life, but it was also making me bloated. So, you know, you kind of have to accept it, but your, your body is really showing you all these symptoms. And it's one of those things like, yeah, I used to be like the dairy doesn't affect me. And then all of a sudden I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. dairy affects me. But <laughs> a, I don't miss it so much anymore. And B, if I do consume something with a little bit of dairy, like my body knows how to process it out because I'm not inundating yeah. it all the time. It's like, oh, it's a one-time thing. Okay, we just get rid of it because we don't like it. Yes. So yeah, I, I I think there's that component of like sometimes it's a little hard to get used to it, but I'm so used to not consuming dairy now that. I, I don't it's miss it. Yeah. And if yeah. I do consume it, it's like, okay, it's once in a while. And like, it's life. We enjoy it. And then we move on. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of research shows that actually when you stress about what you're eating, and I want everyone to hear this, because if you it actually completely metabolizes the food differently. So you can cause inflammation in your body by just getting stressed about what you're eating. Oh my God, I just ate like pizza with my friends. Oh my God, I'm going to be so bloated, you know, and you really can cause that. So uh, it's, there was really interesting research. It actually just came out. It was showing, so we have two hunger hormones. We have ghrelin and leptin, one's for hunger, one's for satiety. And they gave, um, they gave these groups, one group had a, a food a food that they said this was low calorie. The other group said this is a high calorie meal. And then, but the, the food was the same, right? So that, you know, they kind of tricked the, the participants. And then they looked at the participants after. The participants who, who were told that they were eating food that was low calorie reported that they felt hungrier and they were less satiated, satiated. And the participants that were, that were told they were given a high calorie meal, they reported afterwards that they were full for for a very long, many hours. So we have the power to affect our hormones, right? So it's really important to not get so stressed about everything in life in general, and especially about the number on the scale and the calories and the diet. I I can just keep talking to you, but I want to be <laughs> mindful of your time. Is there a Thank book? You podcast or resource that has brought you incredible value that you want to leave with the audience? Sure. Um, so we, we spoke a lot about uh, fertility. So I, there are these two books that I believe every woman should read and every man should read if they want to learn more about women's health um, that really changed my life. One is by Alyssa Vivi and it's called Flow and Flow Coach. She has two books and she actually has an app and she she talks a lot about how to sync your cycle with different seeds and different, you know, using the, the moon and it really tunes you into your body. I think that's awesome. And I also love the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which is written by a registered nurse, but can't remember her name, but it's Taking Charge of Your Fertility. I think it's Ronnie Weschler. I don't want to be wrong, but those two books have really changed my my life and how I looked at fertility and nutrition. I use the Flow app and I will say that is a oh my God. crazy <laughs> app for 
I mean, it gets very like detailed about things, but it, you're learning your body and you're learning about your hormones yeah. and it's, it's super vital. I didn't realize she had a book, so I will definitely need to check that out. Melissa, cool. this has been an incredible conversation. If people want to connect with you directly, maybe they love what you're saying. They want you as your, as their dietitian. If people want to try out Vivo, where can everybody go and grab it? That's a great, great question. So if you check out our Instagram page, it's called at Vivo app. So I'm the nutrition and wellness expert there. You can find my always. We also have a Facebook page where we respond to any of your test related questions. So if you're like, you know, I keep on adding salt to my meal and my salinity is not going up or down. You can also post there on our Facebook page at the Vivo community page. So you can definitely find us there. Thank you so much for this conversation. This has been incredibly valuable. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your journey and all of your uh, knowledge and expertise. You're welcome. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.